what does it exactly mean to walk in purpose? I know it has become a thing in our culture to know your purpose or to do your thing. But as a follower of Jesus Christ, what does it actually mean to walk in purpose? Well, that's what I want to discover with you. I'm Jody Cell Grove, and I am excited to walk with you, to discover together what it means to walk in God's presence and live a life of abundance in our everyday lives. We'll do this through sharing testimonies, digging into God's word, and walking out Matthew 17, 20, where Jesus said, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, nothing will be impossible for you. I'm so honored you've taken the time to walk with me this week. Welcome to She Walks in Purpose. Welcome everyone to She Walks in Purpose. This is Jody Cell Grove, your host. I don't think I've ever started an episode this way. Huh, very interesting. I guess might as well when you're moving into episode seven, which I can hardly believe that, that we are this far into season one. Anyway, I want to welcome you. And I I have been starting our episodes with a short review, just in case you are a new listener. So season one of She Walks in Purpose is entitled His Purpose and Presence in Difficult Seasons. And throughout the season so far, you have heard my story and stories of various individuals in my life um, who, quite frankly, I am pretty close to. And I have grown in my relationship to Jesus um, in our relationship with with each one of them. And I have recognized his hand specifically in how he has showed up for them and how his purpose has been revealed through every aspect of their life. And today is not going to be any different or this episode is not going to be any different This season is also founded on Psalm 23. That's the psalm that God gave me and that I I used in episodes one and two to reveal or actually to show and speak to how God revealed himself through that particular passage in scripture for me. And I don't expect uh, my guests to, to use that psalm. Some of them have, but a lot of them have actually brought in other scripture, which is completely awesome. So, yeah, we're in episode seven, and quite frankly, I don't know how many episodes we're actually going to have this season. I was hoping for 10, so we'll just see how God how God unfolds that. <laughs> Today, I have a very, very good friend whom I've known for quite some time. Her name is Dawn, so thank you for being here, Dawn. Thank you for having me. And she has agreed to share about a difficult season in her life, but we're going to start off with you just talking about yourself so our listeners can get to know you. Okay. Well, um, gosh, shorter version because, well, I... I can go on and on because <laughs> I talk a lot. Uh, local gal, 
born and raised here, went off, did the college thing, worked for a few few years far away, um, married my beloved Polak. He's also a local guy. And when we had our first child or were getting ready to have our first child, I was traveling all the time on the road with work and decided uh, it would probably be better to be close to family. So we made the decision to move back home, have always loved it here, and just wasn't sure this was where we were going to settle. But having that realization that we wanted to raise our kids close to our families, Uh, very extended families, farm families, so strong ag background, both sides. So we made the move home, and we have been here ever since. Um, Always knew I was called to have a career. Um, Struggled a lot of years with being a mom and having a career. Uh, Guilt of leaving those little babies at daycare. That was, that's always been a hard one and a balance that I don't think you ever really truly find. I know a lot of people say they do find the balance, but always tried to find a job that gave me enough flexibility that I could do mom things too. Mm -hmm. Um, Spent 17 years in a uh, print publishing world and loved that career. Oh my gosh, loved it because it was ag related. Um... But then we had our third child, (laughs) and we went from man-to-man defense to zone. (laughs) You know, there was three of them. We were outnumbered suddenly and realized that I couldn't be on the road. Um, It was just too much with trying to manage schedules and age ranges, and it just was too much. So I did. I left a career that I loved, 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 but entered another one that I loved, 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 and, um, oh, along that journey, and it's probably about that time frame when I made that switch, when my faith walk started kicking into gear. Hmm. Um, I would say having a long-term career, 17 years is pretty long for one job. Um, things were kind of on autopilot. I knew how things were going and great. Um, shifting jobs, new stuff, um, just diving more into my faith and starting that walk more seriously. And it is very interesting how God kept putting people in front of me during those times that just kept leading me deeper and deeper. At the time, I didn't see it. It's one of those seasons that Mm -hmm. you look back and you're like, whoa, look how he was working during that time. So a lot of adjustments since then, and that was 10 years ago that I started doing these adjustments. And it's been 10 years, multiple jobs, multiple job changes, times without a job. (laughs) Those were interesting seasons. Um, And so now kind of have come full circle back at a career where print, publication, advertising, marketing, um, I am back at that, but with a completely different perspective, just because of those years of the faith walk. And it is in those years that I met you, Jody. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a little bit about me. Three kids live on a little farm, love my husband, and we're very typical, busy Midwestern folk. 
that's kind of me in a nutshell. So I don't know if you, if anyone recognizes Dawn's voice, but she is also one of the ladies on table 1025. So again, anyone who's listening has never listened to table 25, go look us up. Our first season is out there. I've already had another one of the ladies on, Deb, and I'm hoping to have the other one of our quad on in one of these seasons of She Walks in Purpose. So thank you for sharing about yourself. And I think I'm just going to hand it over to you and just let you start talking about a difficult season that you've either been through one maybe that you're coming out of or maybe even one that you're in and how has God been revealing his purpose for you through that season and how have you experienced his presence specifically even through that season oh good questions and Jody knows this about me Um, I'm very much a planner I, I like to Yes, I can wing it, but I do like to have an overall plan coming in. And we were visiting a little bit before we started recording, and I was telling Jody how what I was planning to talk about is absolutely what we're not, the direction we're not going today. (laughs) (laughs) And I can see God's hand all Mm -hmm. over that. Um, Talking about seasons, and sometimes we call it a shift, um, there are times uh, yeah, I can recognize the season that I've been through. There have been many seasons that God has moved me through. And I was kind of venturing down that path. We're going to talk about some stuff I've been through because I've been through it. I'm the expert now because I have been through it and I can <laughs> be the authority and talk about it. <laughs> nah, of course not. We're not going to go that way because God has a sense of humor and he loves taking me out of my comfort zone. So, um, This morning I woke up pretty unsettled, a lot of stuff going on at work, just lots of fires to put out in the next couple days, and the overwhelming busyness of life Mm. was getting to me, and it was in that moment that I went, oh, Dawn, you're in a season again, (laughs) here we go, Mm -hmm. so we're going to talk about a season that I am now recognizing I am in Again, when I talked about changing careers, um, I know a lot of this season that I am in prayed about jobs, trusted God to put me on paths that he wanted me on because that was in these 10 years of spiritual growth, having that concern of being out of his will has become forefront, forefront in in my thought process. Um, I don't, I don't want to be out of his will. Uh, it's part of learning that submissiveness and mm-hmm. obeying and learning to recognize where he is taking me. So gosh, in the last 18 months, there have been a lot of those shifts. And at times it has felt like I have been on very unsteady ground. Mm. I mean, it has been in the job, job wise. Um, shift after shift after shift and feeling like, gosh, I'm too old to make these adjustments. I can't, I can't learn this stuff, this new, this fast. Um, It's a lot coming at me. 
Then you throw in the middle of all that, the pandemic, Mm -hmm. um, and just the whole world seemed uncertain for a long time. So I'm, I'm dealing with a personal time of unsettled, where's that foundation of stuff I knew to, okay, come back in, reel it in. Where does God have you? Where is your focus? So through a lot of those shifts, that that has been the calming force. And that is what I have learned to recognize is when I start getting uneasy, when I wake up like I did this morning and I am very unsettled and God's face, his, his, his presence starts becoming fuzzy. I am starting to immediately recognize, okay, Don, stop, take a breath. Where's your focus? And, and that's a lot of it's come from being plugged into solid Christian brothers and sisters, learning to recognize that I can't go out and be my own little independent person and figure this out all on my own. This is something I am learning that times like this is when it is probably more important for me to be plugged in, for me to not only plug into the brothers and sisters that I have close around me, that are, are good sounding boards. Um, it's not a shoulder to cry on. It is, these are people that, um, I need honest opinions from and that will check me when I'm getting out of bounds. And they know that we've had open conversations. They are free to say, um, Dawn, cause you know, you got to kind of be blunt with me sometimes <laughs> don't sugarcoat things. Cause I will <laughs> ignore it. <laughs> blunt is good with Dawn. Um, but also knowing that in those moments you have to find time to get in the word, mm-hmm. um, pray and just be still. Oh my goodness. This morning, even just five minutes, I'm like, five minutes isn't going to be long enough to be still, but I did it. I, I immediately felt my heart rate coming down and my, my breathing was improving, um, I'm going to stop you just real quick because I think you're, you are hitting on something that is vital for any individual in life, let alone believers. And I've just, I've heard you say multiple times, I feel, what did you say? Unsteady or uneasy and then you just spoke to your heart rate. So can you maybe speak a little bit more about how you grew in recognizing the stress or the lack of truly what you're seeing is I'm not focusing on Jesus. I'm allowing everything around me to rule me. But how did you get to that place where you're able to literally recognize it and you're speaking to it in your body. I just think that's so important because I think specifically in our generation, we went through so many changes in culture from the time that we were little kids to the time that we are now that we allowed culture. We took on the rapid change of culture. So It was go, 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 go. And it wasn't don't care about yourself. You just keep moving with how things are moving. And that's not 
that's not even scripturally based. Yeah. So how did you get to that point where you're starting to really recognize the impact of not keeping your focus on Jesus? Okay. Well, that was a rather long journey. Um, I'm going to, there were things I've always been drawn to, um, self-improvement, um, you know, getting better, taking care of yourself, Mm -hmm. uh, striving to be the best. Um, I have always been drawn to stuff like that. Uh, if there was a leadership class, I was going to be in it. Um, and it's funny because, and Jody's laughing because she knows kind of where I'm going with yeah. this. Um, I took a rather lengthy leadership development class. It was great. I, in that class, I recognized some of these techniques because I'd read them in books and never really applied them because I'm a reader and then it takes me a while to adapt. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I get the head knowledge before I get the heart knowledge. Yep. yep. Totally get that. (laughs) Takes Dawn a while. I'm a slow learner. Special ed for me. Um, So um, learning some of those techniques in a worldly setting, it kind of, it kind of made sense, but there, it just, there was a piece missing. Mm. And also learning in a leadership class. um, I've known my personality type since college and highly intuitive but not understanding that that's really a thing because mm-hmm. I'm like eh, intuition I didn't realize how much I rely on it and mm-hmm. how much I make decisions from it so coming out of that particular leadership class but knowing there was something that just wasn't there um and in God's infinite wisdom then he put me in other additional groups that were Bible studies. A good friend of mine reached out, f- invited me to the first Bible study I had ever done. I had been longing for it, yearning for it, just didn't know how, when. Um, and I, I will say I'm very blessed to come from a, a church that um, they're significantly older than me. I would call them my grandparents. I'm kind of one of the youngest people there Mm -hmm. and we're a very small congregation but having that model of those older women and watching how they interacted in the kitchen at a gathering and the times they were spending with each other I yearned for that but I looked around in my church and there was nobody my age that I could connect with that I could do a bible study with didn't grow up doing them, was kind of late joining the whole official church party. <laughs> so I, I yearned for it, just didn't know. Um, so back to being invited to a Bible study and then spent several years just absorbing that type of, of a setting where different groups of women were getting together and studying uh, inductive Bible study, uh, more of a Oh gosh, what was another one? Anyway, we did several and, and it was different groups of women. It wasn't always the same group. It wasn't the Mm -hmm. same place. Um, so starting to recognize that piece was filling a gap that that leadership class didn't. And that's when those two finally came together. And that head knowledge that I had been getting for years and years and years in, in structured 
corporate training, in leadership training. Yes, they tell you all the good things to do. Um, but I'm going to say when they are missing that God piece, you are always going to fall short. Mm-hmm. You can't. It will never be the complete package. It cannot be the complete package. So I don't know, sometime probably in 2017, maybe 2018, is when those two pieces finally gelled in my brain. And um, that's when I could start recognizing the connection between the feelings, the anxiety, and the physiological mm-hmm. responses. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the high anxiety that would just... I, I'm kind of, I, I listen to Holly's podcast and mm-hmm. I'm very good at looking pretty strong and put together on the outside. Right. Um, but inside my gut was hurting. Um, uh, there are days I just, I didn't want to get out of bed. I had to, but it was just, it was a struggle at times. But then realizing that if I stay plugged in to the body of Christ, and his word, and prayer. Sometimes it's just a simple 30-second prayer, just staying plugged in. And it's it becomes a habit. And then, just like this morning, knowing that that few minutes, closing my eyes, breathing, those were techniques I learned in a secular setting. Uh, but that alone wasn't going to calm me down. I could open my eyes and I might be calm for a little bit, but it didn't bring that piece of my savior back into my focus. Mm. And when I keep that focus, the world can kind of be churning around me and I'm okay. Even in a season like I'm in right now. Right. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for adding that in. I appreciate it. So I don't know where you left off. Um, but I think you were talking about this morning and praying and yeah, then it comes to just recognizing on the drive over and just in the hours before, because I was, I was doing work stuff before I shut down for a minute to come over here and Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm checking emails and I'm sifting through stuff that's going to have to be done today and trying to sort what can I do before I go over and and record the podcast and spend some God time with my sister Jody Mm -hmm. because this was a this was a highlight of my day the rest of it some of it I'm like okay I'm going to learn here Um, but this was a highlight that I looked forward to and also saying okay, this meeting came up and this, this fire is now kind of smoldering over here. So then struggling back and forth between, okay, my focus is the smoldering. Okay. Bring Jesus back into focus. Um, and this is what I'm talking about being in the season right now, Mm -hmm. because as things have amped up and they're getting back to a busy, having to continually course correct and Yes, knowing that things need to be taken care of at work. But I can tell for the near foreseeable future that it is going to be a constant, Don, where are you at? God's not moving, you are. 
and constantly reminding myself that when I'm unsettled, uh, it's just become a thing now where I recognize I've moved. He hasn't. He never moves. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's wisdom that has come from being around the body of Christ. And um, just having that become such a truth in my life that uh, it's kind of like brushing your teeth in the morning when it's a habit. It's a habit. Mm-hmm. You just do it. And if you miss it, <laughs> you walk out the door and you're like, oh, how did I miss that? Um, they're just routines you get into. And that has become a routine in my, my life now. Thanks to people God has put into my life and poured truth into my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but just learning to recognize that so much sooner rather than spending weeks, months, years, decades, struggling with recognizing it. It has become an instant, oh, okay. Put him back in focus. Everything else is going to get done, but he moves back to the center of your focus. Mm. He's going to allow me to do work. He, there was, there was a time leading into this season that I didn't know what direction he was. I didn't know what doors he was going to open. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm applying for jobs. I can do a lot of things work-wise. Um, I have skills. I'm, I'm employable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm looking at that going, where does he want me? And and learning to trust that in, in those prayers of God guide me, learning to trust that he was going to open the door mm-hmm. or close the door that I needed. And he did. He closed some doors in, in past seasons. And I'm like, okay, that kind of hurt, but all right. (laughs) (laughs) I see, I see why (laughs) I get it. But now in this season, and I, I think what he's preparing me for is I led off with my introduction talking about work. That's not who I am. Mm hmm. But it is a big part of how I function in this world. Accepting and honoring the gifts he's given me has become kind of a new focus. And being torn, and Jody knows this about me too, I'm an all or nothing thinker. So you either got to do it all or you don't do any of it. Um. (laughs) And it's kind of funny about me. <laughs> Drives my family crazy. I'm so sorry, family. <laughs> um, but being called and recognizing that you are part of the body of Christ, and then you start looking around, and you see people all pull Mother Teresa out. She devoted her life. To serving. And then you start looking at people like that going, well, they spent their whole life doing good things. They spent their whole life serving others. And I will say for a season that I didn't know what I was going to be doing and questioned whether God was going to pull me into full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. I never felt that strong, strong pull, but it was, it was on my radar suddenly where it had never been in my life before. But then suddenly realizing that I viewed people in full-time ministry as producing fruit and Mm -hmm. going through that season of, well, if I'm not in a ministry and I'm not doing 
full-time preaching and teaching and that kind of stuff, then I'm, I must not be doing what God called me to do. Then having another epiphany going, hmm, perhaps God has called you into the work world, Dawn, because your gifts seem to be going there. <laughs> oh, okay. So the season I am in right now seems to be what does working within a secular structure of a business environment, what does that look like as a fruit producing Christian, not mm-hmm. just a Christian, because I desire to produce fruit for our father. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that is a burning desire in my heart. And how does that mesh with where I think that passion is? Because also, those 30 and under tend to be the area I gravitate to, to minister with, to be around. Um, I love that age group. They are just, they're typically young in their walk. And I see myself at that age and the missteps I took and years I wasted. And so I think that's part of why my passion is with young adults, teenagers, and even, even the younger kids. I just, I love their enthusiasm and the way that they, they think and they process and there's so much potential there. And wow, getting them plugged into the body quicker, faster, helping, helping arm them with the tools they need. So the season I am in right now is struggling with how do you be a fruit producing Christian with a job in a very secular industry and how do you how do you how do you put down how do you learn to put down things that you aren't supposed to be doing how do you how do you be a good steward of your time and right now that's my calendar is just ridiculous suddenly mm-hmm. within 3 weeks this is a fairly new position you're ramping up the training and all the newness. Then suddenly you are supposed to be hitting the ground running and you're looking at your calendar going, okay, that's where the anxiety starts coming up is mm-hmm. when am I going to plug in my time to be with my father? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's definitely a thing right now. So what are you learning about I've heard you say fruit producing. How do you carry the fruit that he is actually producing through you in your workplace? What are you learning right now about that? That is, first of all, a good point. I don't produce the fruit. (laughs) He does it. Thank you. (laughs) That's part of the season and the struggle, Jody, is... Mm -hmm. Knowing that I am in a secular industry that is, I'm going to just say a little bit hostile toward the truth of Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ. (laughs) And also knowing that I don't fear speaking the truth. Um, But can I produce fruit by not being combative, not being insisting that people listen to me right now mm. when their their views differ than mine learning how to tame my tongue 
and looking for those opportunities, learning to recognize and pray about those opportunities when God has put me in the position to sometimes even I am unaware that people are watching mm-hmm. my actions to do the right thing, to be truthful, to, I hate to use the term, be an ambassador for Christ. I just, I don't like that term, but I can't oh, think that of it. scripturally based. I just don't, I don't like it <laughs> because. But we are called ambassadors. Okay. <laughs> I right. mean, it is scripturally based. <laughs> okay. Well, then I'll, I'll go with that. You could just talk about why you don't like that term. <laughs> uh, because I think I am a terrible representative sometimes. Oh, that's interesting. And I think... So he's working on that in this season. Probably. He's helping you shift that probably perspective. Um, hmm. I guess that also being more aware that um, when God created a new being in me when he creates that and he's continually working on creating that new heart knowing that people that have known me in the past may be judging me by past actions and having me stand up and say I'm a Christian and having some people go well what you did two years ago to me wasn't very Christian gosh I I that's why I don't like ambassador because of when I sin, when I make a mistake, people will look at that and assume that's what Christians do. And to everyone that thinks that, I would say, if you want to know what a Christian looks like, look at Jesus Christ. I am a sinner. I do my best to follow him. Forgive me for all of those things that I may not even be aware of that I did, said, whatever in the past but I'm out here trying to figure out how to follow him. Mm -hmm. So give me a little grace, Mm -hmm. but in the workplace, knowing that I have to, I just have to let God work and he's going to put me in situations where there have been times where in the past five, six weeks, um, I have had to keep my mouth closed because I, he very clearly nudged me being the intuitive person I am, nudged me to, this isn't the time to point out that error or that flaw in worldly thinking. Okay, I have to learn to let some things go. But I also need to, um, I need to speak up when he nudges me. And there have been a few times in meetings or um, individual one-on-ones where I don't have to get deep, but I just have to speak some truth. And I don't even necessarily have to quote scripture. I just have to use that scripture truth. And I have seen people pause. Um, I've also had people say, you know, Don, you're, you're very wise. No, I'm not. <laughs> just repeating what's in the book. <laughs> but leaning on, on scripture to be that fruit in the workplace. Letting that scripture guide me. And when you brought up God produces the fruit through me, that brought up the point for me that, yes, that's the reminder that I don't do any of this. It is not me. And I, I've got some of these notes that I like, I may fail. It's in my weakness. And then I, I've got the scriptures that go with this, that it, it's never me. 
less of me, more of him. Mm -hmm. And through this season of this new position work-wise, I'm going to be learning what that means and how to keep coming back into the focus and how to take things off my plate that aren't supposed to be there, how to push back to a secular workplace that is inundating me with demands, um, they are work. And I am called to work as if I am working for the Lord. So what does that mean? Does that mean I please this boss or this boss? Because right now I have that going on. I've got two different uppers that are telling me two different things. And I'm like a ping pong match going back and forth. Which one do I listen to? So just sitting back in those moments and saying, God, you've got to guide this. Praying for my customers before I go visit with them or about issues they're having. Now, if if they indicated that they were Christian and, and prayerful, I wouldn't mind joining them. I would happily do that. But I'm because of, of the company I work for, I'm, I'm not going to push that. I am mm-hmm. not going to go out and openly do that because that would, well, probably get me fired first off. Um, but I'm not going to shy away when God puts that opportunity there and when he tells me to do it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a discerning, discerning part of this season. Mm-hmm. And that's when I said it at the beginning, when I said it came full circle and I'm kind of back to where I started. It's an industry that I know it's kind of like brushing your teeth. I know what I'm doing, but it is so different when you come at it with that changed heart and you are really trying to keep Jesus as the focus. And perhaps that's why he provided this job for you. So it wouldn't be as much quote unquote work to learn a new skill set. You already have the skill set. You already know what you're doing. But now you're learning how to do things as unto the Lord and not as unto yourself. I do recognize that. I do. And which is a learning curve in itself. So you're still going to get worn out. You're still going to get tired mentally, if not even physically, because we all know that when we're, when things are changing, when mindsets are changing, uh, perspectives are changing, beliefs like ungodly beliefs are being removed. That's wearing on the body because he is doing an inward work that's actually affecting you physiologically. So even though you know what you're doing in your career, it's still going to be tiring because he's rewiring how it's supposed to be done with how you're supposed to serve him within your career. Does does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. That's, that's been my, I mean, I've basically, I can relate to what you're saying because I, I believe, I believe I was born to be a student. (laughs) I am back in school. And I love it. I love a learning environment. I love learning and just stretching some, stretching myself in that way. But I had been through a s- several seasons similar to what you're speaking about. And then he put me in here. And then 
school became stressful for me because his ways and my old patterns started like literally it felt like I don't know I was running into brick walls all the time and he just kept saying well are you going are you going to do this as the new Jody I I have recreated you because you're mine or are you going to go back to the old Jody so I'm really glad that you shared this. I mean, I I know there are a lot of people that will be listening that will understand and relate, I hope. And if not, then, then maybe it will resonate with them that this is possibly a season that you will be moving through. Well, I really like what you brought up about how it will be physically exhausting because I was actually kind of struggling with how tired I have been for the last two weeks. And before that, I could wake up 5, 5.30 and I'm up and I'm, my eyes are awake and I'm, I've got energy in the morning. And these last two weeks, I have opened my eyes just thinking, can I just pull the covers over my head? Can I call in sick? <laughs> nope, you don't have any vacation or sick days yet, Dawn. <laughs> I need a mental health day. Yeah, you don't have any banked. Sorry. Um, so recognizing that going going at it the different way I am so glad you said that because that is bringing some clarity to me about Mm -hmm. perhaps why I have been like ready to take a nap at two o'clock every afternoon going I'm I'm spent I'm done I can't do anymore Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so maybe even at those times that's when you give yourself a break that's what I've had to start doing is I have I haven't gone as far as setting a timer, but I will do that if I need to. But throughout my days when I am moving through schoolwork and ministry work and like it's a variety of ministry work, it could be making calls, it could be developing marketing aspects, it could be lots of emails, whatever it may be. I have mentally said every 90 minutes you will be taking a break. And my break could be two to three minutes. I step outside in the hot sun because it's summertime right now. Or maybe, I mean, I live across the street. Maybe I walk across the street, go into my house, do a little something, and then I come back just to give myself a break. And even I find myself praying. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you, Lord, for getting me this far. Now, you know the list that I have back on my desk of things that I need to get done but I'm not going to rule that. I'm going to let you guide me and I am going to be okay (laughs) with what I get accomplished. And if I'm not okay, I need your help to be okay (laughs) with getting those things accomplished. Yes. And that part of that struggle these last two weeks is knowing I needed to do that, Mm -hmm. take those breaks. Um, But then also having other people dictate your time yeah that has been a big struggle for and me. I can't I mean to a degree I can with you education can. but right. not to probably to the degree that you're moving through right and and knowing that now is not the time for me to bring that up because right now I am supposed to be right obedient to those demands mm-hmm. because that is part of my job but I also can recognize where in that structure And recognizing that almost all the other employees are dealing with the same battle I am. 
mm-hmm. somebody else sending a text, an email that dictates their next fire. And suddenly you feel like you have no control over your schedule mm. from. So how do you handle those? Or how have you been? What are, what are you learning about that? Um, I am learning that sometimes you, there are times I just have to fight through and do the best I can with those fires that are put out in front of me. Um, other times I will respectfully tell a manager, I have X and I have Y that I have been told to do. Which one is the priority? I have X, I have X person telling me to do it this way. I have Y person to telling me to do it this way. Which way do you want me to do? Because I understand I have a direct supervisor at work. Okay, that's my first line. But then above that, you've got mixed messages. And so that is part of that season I'm in right now too mm. is when do you say something? What also recognizing from some leadership training paired with that, that scripture piece, mm-hmm. um, there are certain things I can do on my calendar. I can set aside time and it may not be exactly when I need it. Like if I'm in the middle of a day and I've got an email that there's an urgent situation that needs handled and I'm in the middle of something else or you're traveling and you're expected to get on a zoom call and suddenly I have no cell phone reception yesterday. I am supposed to be on training and computer was working up until literally two minutes before and suddenly my internet went down and that my anxiety, I about threw up (laughs) because I am hitting the panic button. And this is one of those zoom meetings that you can't be late for. Right. I'm like, Oh, and then just taking that breath going, well, guess what? You're going to be late because by the time you reboot that router, we're at least five minutes into three minutes late. Yeah. (laughs) And so I got on the call. I had missed the first introduction. So I missed some of the instructions and my anxiety was up because I didn't know what was going on in the call. And it's a training call and recognizing in that moment that God there, that internet went down. I resolved it. And I did not like feeling that out of control. I did not like that anxiety. But what was I going to do about it? I did the best I could in that moment. And honestly, if somebody's going to chew me out for that, they're in the wrong. Because I didn't do anything. I actually tried logging. I started logging in five minutes before the call because I was trying to avoid any technical glitches. And then suddenly the internet goes... I would add this too, that in those moments, well, this is really interesting, Lauren. I'm not really sure what your plan is here and what you're trying to reveal to me, but I trust you. That thought did cross my mind and I chuckled briefly in the middle of that panic going, well, okay, there's a lesson here too. Mm -hmm. And my immediate was, okay, go to the phone because you can pull Zoom up on your, my backup plan failed because that email link I couldn't send it from my computer because there's no internet, so I can't send the link to my <laughs> phone. And I just sat oh, there and I went, interesting. think, 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 think. Think under pressure. 
Okay. So I, I, I logged on probably four minutes late, missed the instructions. The whole rest of the thing was like, what are we supposed to be doing? <laughs> I don't know. And then they called on me once to answer a question. I'm like, uh. <laughs> so I did the best I could with the information I had. Yeah. And sometimes I'm just learning to be okay with that. Mm. Good times. Good times. So I'm going to read a couple of the scriptures that came up for me while you were, have been sharing. And if you wouldn't mind then looking up a couple of the scriptures that you're being led to share. So I'm going to start with the ambassador one that you're talking about. So I'm in second Corinthians five, and I'm going to read 16 through 21. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. There, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So if you really think about just a little bit ago, we were talking about how God placed you in a back into a career that, you know, like the back of your hand, like it's just come so easily because you've been in this before, but he's brought you in as a new creation. Mm hmm. So that the people that he has placed in this mission field for you to reveal his reconciliation for them. And that just, that's just in your everyday living. And if you, if, if you've listened or recognizing how he has been doing this in your life, he's doing it when no one's looking. Mm-hmm. but you're still in the new stages of your career right now. You're not rubbing as many shoulders as you will be soon. So he's like the beginning of this or this particular aspect of this season is about you growing to know how to share the fruit that is being produced. He's producing it right now, which makes it so hard. Think about the seed coming up from the ground. Yeah. It has to fight to get up. And really, when he tells us in Philippians that we're supposed to work our, out our salvation and fear and trembling, that's really what you're experiencing right now. Like, it feels yucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are times, yes, it, it does. It feels yucky, but recognizing, like, even in those moments of panic... <laughs> I've experienced those too. I get out of those moments. I'm like, geez, Jody, what was that about? (laughs) He's got it. 
it's it's gonna be okay why are you well because I was fighting him for control I was thinking that I knew more than he did I had the better way to go (laughs) whatever and if you think about it that's how everybody else around me well let's just think specifically the unbelievers around me that's how they live so how how am I going to reveal his reconciliation if I'm living the same way they are Mm-hmm. Exactly. You brought up a control piece. And the verses that were coming up for me yesterday that kind of led into the topic today mm-hmm. were about strength. And it ties into your control because of old me trying to do things in my own strength, mm-hmm. my own skill set my own. I can do it. I'm I'm fully capable. I'm going to do this. Switching that to where you are relying on his strength and so many verses were coming up about strength. Um and I kind of I made little notes beside the verses going um well, I'll read the verse and then I'll put my little note awesome of why it came up. Psalm 73:26. Mm. My flesh and my heart may fail but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And I'm like, okay, I might fail, but where's my strength? Okay. That's all right. awesome. That was, yeah, that was speaking to me. Then I had 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Oh, hmm. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses for that the power of Christ may rest upon me for the sake of Christ. Then I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities for when I am weak, then I am strong. Okay. It's my weaknesses and being able to say, okay, Don, you can't do everything. In fact, you can't do anything on your own. Not just some things. You're weak. Get back to his strength. Mm. First Chronicles 1611. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. That goes to that piece that seek him. In those moments when my anxiety comes up. In those moments when I am struggling and I am just kind of in that fog. Seek him good friend of mine does this little thing where she puts her hand in front of her face (laughs) and does, where's Jesus? Okay. All right. Physically doing that and putting my hand in front of my face. Where is he? I, it's a thing I do now Mm -hmm. going, my, my kids don't even understand what that means. They will see me do it and they probably think I am the most (laughs) whacked out mom. (laughs) I am not. I am just keeping sane. That is all. Um, First Corinthians 10, 13, mm. no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. Mm. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Boy, that spoke to me going. One of my fears is not obeying, not recognizing what he is sending my way. Um, that verse gave me some peace because I have 
prayed and I have asked him, do not let me out of your will, reveal it to me. And in those moments when I start getting a little panicky, I remember verses like this going, he said he wouldn't. And I trust that he will keep me in his will. I asked, he will deliver. No more questions. Issue resolved. Done deal. Mm -hmm. And then Ephesians 6.10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Just keeps coming back to that. Quit relying on your own stupid strength, on because you don't have any. You are weak. Mm. Just rely on him. And that's what... That's what this season is about. It's just, where's your strength? You have certain skills that he has given you, but don't rely on those. Those could be gone tomorrow. Right. You don't know what the future holds. It's just a matter of, do you trust him? Do you trust being in his strength? And that's enough. That's it. Well, that's awesome. (laughs) You pretty much wrapped it all up for me, Don. Love it when I have guests who do that. Well, I sure hope if you're listening that you garnered what you needed to garner. I hope God was speaking to you and revealed to you himself in areas of your life in which you're striving in your own strength and he's wanting to he's wanting you to recognize that you don't have to strive anymore. Because he's done it all and he will continue to do it for you, whatever it is. Thanks for being here. Thanks for the opportunity. It's been fun. Yeah, it has been fun. Thank you for joining us. So wherever you're listening from, please take the time to provide a rating, leave some comments, and share it. would love for you to share this with other people. Also know that I love hearing from you. So you can email me at hispresenceandpurpose at gmail.com or you can follow me on Facebook, She Walks in Purpose. I'm also on Instagram at Walk in His Purpose. If at any time you want to support She Walks in Purpose, go ahead and visit unitetoknow.org. Fortune Faith Oak Ministries is where any and all support will Go to for She Walks in Purpose. Thank you for walking with me this week. My prayer is that you've seen Jesus even more clear, recognized the immensity of God's presence, and discovered an even deeper abundance of life, knowing whose you are. My encouragement to you is this. No, God's presence envelops you. His purposes are for His glory, your good, and that entails a life of abundance. Blessings in the truth and grace of Jesus Christ.